good morning. Normally it's a good evening, but now it's good morning. Or good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you listen to the podcast from. And that's the end of this week's podcast. So shout out again, Rachel. <laughs> but before we hit the record button on the podcast, Rachel, you had a, a phenomenal fitness feat that you were sharing to myself and Eric that you did this week. Yes, this week I managed to walk a mile. Walk a mile. Well done, Rachel. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. Obvious so, context behind it. <laughs> obvious context. I have been hit with COVID. So I thought I'd escaped it. You know, going well. We're over two years in. I've traveled around the world. And this week was the week it got me. So my training went from, I think I did three runs last week, which I was very impressed with, <coughs> to being able to walk a mile. But I was pretty pleased with that. I just needed the fresh air. I'm a week in. So I thought, you know, something like let's just go get some fresh air and how's the body feeling or is it are you feeling it in the chest or how was the walk well my symptoms actually came on after um a run so I was in they appeared on a Friday night so I was fine all day nothing normal you know just usual end of the week tiredness and I said I'd go out for just an easy half hour run. And I went out with my boyfriend who's just coming back from injury. So I knew it would be like a really slow half hour. And I must've been about halfway through and I was cursing him saying, God's sake, like, why is he going so quick? Like he's just back from injury. He's meant to be running slow and everything. And got back and checked the watch. And yeah, we had been crawling and I was feeling dead. Like I was coughing on the way around and, you know, it just never dawned on me that it could be COVID. But then the next day when the symptoms weren't going away, they were nearly getting worse. I was like, oh, actually, <laughs> I didn't sleep well that night. So I did a test first thing the next morning, which came back negative. But I just kind of stayed low. And yeah, within 24 hours from that, I had a positive result. Chest has been okay, but it's been very, like, I've had head cold symptoms. You can probably yeah. even hear it in my, you know, even though it's been a week as of re- as of recording this, it's been a week since symptoms started. I still have quite bad head cold symptoms. Well, at least you got out for a walk, I suppose. Yeah, it's mad. Like even this far on, I suppose people listening now are like, "Oh, not talking about COVID again," but it is <laughs> creeping up. I know yeah. a lot of people who have got it over the last four weeks, and a lot of people are are picking it up and getting locked up. Um, with the, the symptoms of it but uh, yeah well, I think it's just here to stay unfortunately I think it's going to become a very regular thing uh, it's one of those things where like even Rachel's talking about her symptoms and I've heard a lot of people being the same thing like just very tired coming back into like especially when I work in the gym you had people come back in and after a couple of sets like okay you need to to sit down and relax and just you're not doing the, the, the heavy cardio part and you're not doing this you're not doing that and, and just ease them back in and then some people three days it's just okay I'm good to go again. So that there's no, it doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to what variants and, and how you're feeling and stuff after. Because I know, look, I was bad for three, two, three days, like, like really bad flu-like symptoms. But by the end of the week, I, like fitness-wise, I was almost like I had a recovery five days and I was back to nearly 100% from there. Um, but like you said, Rachel, after a week now, you're, you're, you're getting back in the swing of things. And it's just, it's nothing different that I did. I don't think that I did, anyone else did. It just seems to be, 
uh, different for different people. So it's very hard to give any sort of fitness advice except just kind of rest up on it and and it's all individual, even this far into COVID, which is like, what, over two years now? Yeah, I do think you just have to <laughs> do what's best for you. Like, I just mm-hmm. made the decision last week. I was like, right, I'm just not doing anything for the week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's been the right decision. Yep. Um, I've had a few days during the week where I have felt great and, you know, being off work, I've got my house clean. I've got my laundry done. You know, I've done all these jobs. And then there's been days where I've had to go back to bed and literally spend most of the day in bed. And it's kind of been fluctuating. So I think if I had thrown exercising, because most of the exercise I do is cardio. I think if I had thrown that into the mix, I probably would have had a few more bad days or maybe longer recovery. So I just made the decision. No, I'm going at least a week maybe seven to 10 days, no exercise, and then I'll gradually build it back up. And the grand scheme of things, what is seven to 10 days without training? Like, I know we, we, we constantly talk about training and exercise, but sometimes it's good for your body just to take a break and relax. And I, I kind of feel like a hypocrite saying this to myself, like, hey, Sean, take on this advice of what you're talking out loud about. But sometimes you do need those seven days just to relax and chill and you might even feel better and stronger at the end of it than you did before like there's a reason there's tapering in like marathon streets beforehand to get your body back up towards that 100 especially if you've been going hard going hard going hard and covid hits get your recovery in yeah and there's so many things about you don't lose fitness as quick as you think you lose Mm. it and you know i would rather kick this I'm going to like start choking now. (laughs) I would rather completely kick this illness and feel like a hundred percent instead of maybe train through it and then be operating at 50, 70, 80% for a few weeks. You know, I'd rather be like, nope, time off, get back to near a hundred percent, then go again. Yeah, there's so much we don't know about it. And we're we're obviously not doctors, or maybe we're 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 uh, social media doctors. And we know everything about it. It's all a hoax. But uh, like we don't know if we're making things worse by training through, or if it's long COVID. And, and we we've we know people on, on our Instagram feed that have suffered with long COVID, trying to get back into things again. Um, and you don't know until you start slowly building build back into it. But maybe, and I don't know, like if you try to train and stuff all the way through COVID. Maybe that spurs on, maybe it doesn't, doesn't know. But what's the harm in resting for those five, seven days? And then when you're feeling better, getting back on track from there. Yeah, like I had nothing to lose. You know, plans can be changed. They can mm-hmm. be adjusted. But if you, you know, your health yeah. has to come first. And for me, that was just a complete detox week. Sit around on the couch, catch up on a few Netflix shows, things like that. And, you know, I've enjoyed it. Well, I'll tell you who else has really enjoyed doing absolutely nothing, Sean, but hit the intro music and we'll get into it. Okay, intro music, let's go. Sean, I've done nothing. I've done nothing. We're done. We're done. Pack it in. (laughs) I wouldn't mind. I haven't even got COVID as the excuse. I've just been... I suppose doing up an apartment for the last six weeks. But anyway, going away with work. And uh, yeah, I think it's really hurting my soul. It's actually, don't know why we always say that go for a run, it relieves stress and stuff. Yes. Signing up for a race and not training 
is so much more stressful <laughs> than anything else I have ever experienced. And do you know what? I got to a point last week because I was still doing the stupid Eric thing of going, yeah, I'll still do it. I'll pull it out of the bag. No bother. I'll show up on the day, which is a great attitude to have sometimes. Um, but what I learned from Glenn Delock is you could die. Um, so the I, I woke up at like bolt upright at like half two in the morning in the bed. <laughs> so I was like, what? I just went, I can't do the Iron Man. <laughs> just lay back down but I had the nicest sleep after I just admitted out loud that you know what this is a bad idea so yeah unfortunately um, just with uh, travelling to Helsinki and stuff it's going to give me 10 weeks and I think anyone who's done long distance knows that certain things you can get away with it but I respect the race too much to just show up and see what happens it's I don't want to be miserable for 14 hours or 13 hours. I really don't. I don't want to injure yourself. And as Rachel was just saying, your your health is everything. And as well, mentally, just freeing that mental capacity up and just changing the plan. So hopefully I could defer to next year. Um, and there's some earlier ones in the season next year. So I might actually be able to, instead of using an entire year, I might only lose, you know, a few months where I can get back into the training program. Uh, but we've doubled marathon and everything else. So it was actually kind of a relief to say, oh, I don't have to do all that stuff. I can just focus on the marathon while we ride out the summer and, and get to where I need to be at the end of it. So yeah, I'm admitting it to you now. First stage is admitting it, guys. Hi, I'm American. I can't do an Ironman. Yep. <laughs> there it is. Hey guys, just a pause for the call here as we talk about this week's sponsor of the Any Given Monday podcast and fitness is a journey and we found the perfect companion for every step of the way. Imagine a seriously tough training partner that's guaranteed to keep you on your game, will never skip a sesh, is always there to level up your motivation and will even organize your life and hold all your workout gear for you. Meet King Kong Bags, the toughest gym bags in the game. You can drag them around, pack them to the max and take them on the toughest of adventures with confidence they're not going to rip or stretch. All King Kong bags are decked out with all the pockets and compartments you'll ever need. We're talking shoe compartments, laptop sleeves, multiple bottle pockets, wet zones for your towel, pockets for your gym accessories, meal prep storage and even a unique weightlifting belt attachment. If you take your training serious, you need a serious gym bag too. Ready to pack for greatness? Take their quiz and let the pros match you to your perfect gym bag. You'll also score $10 off. Just head to knkg.com forward slash any given run day. Not convinced? Buy it, pack it, take it to the gym, get chalk all over it. And if it doesn't live up to you, the hype of being the number one gym bag of 80,000 plus fitness freaks worldwide, return it for a full refund. No questions asked. Make sure you use knkg.com forward slash any given run day for our exclusive $10 off discount. That link will be in the show notes. And with that said, let's get right back to this week's episode of the Any Given Run Day podcast. When you talk about taking the pressure off, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think people go through that when um, they start training. Like I did a short podcast on it during the week where you're like, I have to run, I have to do this, this, and this straight away. I have to run 5K now. I have to run 10K now. As the idea of getting the runners on and getting out and doing that, it's like, oh my God, it's so much. Whereas obviously you're on a different time constraint. You're on a legit time constraint. You had um, X amount of weeks to train for the Ironman. At this stage, you are going to injure yourself if you do it. And I've talked to people who've done Ironmans and they said they didn't train for it properly and it was an absolute 
worst thing they could have done. They were in bits afterwards. Look at myself and yourself after doing the first double, Martin. We should never have done that. We were not trained enough to do it, and we did it with so little training on it that I know I suffered for months and months afterwards, well into the, the following year. But now that that's, that's taken out of your head, so every run is not, this is building towards a full Ironman, 180K run, a cycle, and, and your, your, your well, 3K swim or whatever it is. Now it's like I could just run to get the stress away from doing all the stuff you're doing. I was just literally just, I'll go for a 40 minute run and that's it because you had to have a legit by the book plan if you're going to do an Ironman in the, the short period of time you had to train for. Yeah, it. yeah, it was, we were looking at at least two training sessions a day with, mm-hmm. with you know, because uh, we've talked about how weights can assist your running and stuff, but when you're covering that distance, I think resistance training is really important, especially when you're going to be pounding roads and doing all this kind of stuff to, for at least the stabilization of the knees, the joints, and, and a little bit of strength in the core as well. I think it's important because the resistance training will give you something that the cycling, run and swimming won't. Um, so, yeah, looking at that, like six days a week was twice, two a days. So um, minimum. And some of those, like those runs end up being a, a couple of hours and those cycles end up being a couple of hours. So, yeah, it's, Look, I'm really disappointed, but um, everything is, it's never what you say, it's how you say it, and it's never what you think you can do, it's when you think you can do it. So it, yeah. I think by by just changing um, the build-up, so um, like even saying that, just taking that off off the head has been a major relief, and I found myself more productive to get the other stuff I've held on the long finger that's holding me back done a lot quicker. Um and I've enjoyed that a little bit more. I've slept a bit better. You know, it's I'm not waking up with a to-do list going, I should be running at seven o'clock in the morning, but I'm too tired, job, you know. So whereas now um come next week or yeah, when I when I get to Helsinki, it's actually they're long days or 12 hour days when we're there, but a 5k run for 30 minutes at the end of it is doable and, yeah. and I'll enjoy it and I'll get to see the city because I don't have this stress of do I bring my bike? Where's the swimming pool? I haven't been training while trying to do all the other stuff. So, do you know what? It's kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of just that little bit, little bit nicer now to to just focus on the marathon and uh, mizzen to Malin. So I'm still going to be cycling. I, I'm still going to be training a couple of times a week. Um, we're cycling from mizzen to Malin on the 4th of September. So, um, right. yeah, over five days. So I will still be building but I suppose once I get through the marathon and keep the cycling and, and introduce a little bit of swimming at my leisure, maybe once a week now and get confident, I think I'll give myself a fantastic foundation in October to then start training for a summer Ironman next year, uh, which would be great. It'll be great to continue that fitness into the into the winter then. Yeah, you have that progression there now where you didn't have that leading into your... You, you, you tried to get it, like you had Triathai in June, of course you got to Helsinki, that got cancelled. Glendalock was not the best idea. And and look, Glendalock was a mini test. Of what you're probably what you're thinking now in terms of like the distance you did in Glendalock, which is yeah, no, it's it's tough. But 59k over running the cycle is nothing compared to what you were going to attempt to do in August. And, and and that brought you back a couple of weeks. So you knew through the, the suffering on that day and how long it took you to recover from that that added into your time now. That if you did something like an Ironman, that's going to eat so much into the next year or two. Um. Like, had you trained back in 2019 and we all the track lines and stuff you've done there? Obviously, shit happened in 2020. We started, we talked about the start of the podcast, but had it led into that and the Ironman, you had that step by step progression. It's like people now doing the, the double marathon, 
they have that's the the race series leading up to it and it's like you're not getting up in the morning going i gotta train for a marathon it's like i gotta get up and train for the the 10k run in july or a 10 mile run in august or the the half marathon in september and then we get to the half marathon stage it's like okay i've got six seven weeks now to train for the full marathon as that's step by step in your head that you can uh, I can't take it a big long word in your head right now, but you kind of take a step by step and slowly build up into it rather than waking up and going, oh my God, I have to do a 180K cycle, a full marathon, a 3K swim, and I've got 16 weeks to do it. And you haven't had that foundation, that slow build up into it. And that that that's a hell of a last. I, I can't. Yeah, like it's, it's definitely the modular approach. Like you, mm. if you just take it in little sections, like, uh, you know, it's each semester you have to do it. Like, like yeah, yeah. That, from what we've done over the years, I've the mental capacity or the stupidity to say, well, I could still do it. Um, which I think is the biggest part that will let you down no matter how much training um you've done, that that mental barrier that will eventually get to you. They call the wall, whatever you want to call it. Um, but being there a few times, even Glendalock when I was probably too sick, I shouldn't have been there. No, it wasn't cold, it was just yeah, other sickness chest infection I shouldn't have done the race but no still the stubbornness to still cross the finish line um stupid but that mental stupidity and uh it's it is needed in 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 doses just probably not in the same doses I used it that day um but but like that that took me I was a few weeks out before that I did that race out of stubbornness and it took me probably three weeks to feel back to myself afterwards and that was not a hard day out really you know like it wasn't a, a day, but yeah the modular approach is good and i know rachel you said your fitness doesn't leave and definitely mentally you, you you'll always feel fit i'll always think um <laughs> i can go out and run a half marathon on sunday which i won't be doing um but the 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 element of i, I think when you're going into those kind of distances the endurance fitness will definitely leave you um you'll still be able to run but when you're when you're going over the distance if you haven't been training the heart uh over a long period of time you're you are going to suffer you are going to suffer so yeah there's a, there's building to do but look we'll take the positives i'll be 30 i'll actually be 30 instead of before i'm 30 but it's That's all right the goal i set myself though i always said i wanted to do it by my 30th so the year i turned 30 so in other words I suppose before I turned 31 is a better way of saying it. So I gave myself the whole year that I'm 30 to achieve those those goals. Now, because I've signed up for my 70.3, which was the goal, um, I have a few years to spare if things do go wrong. I'm not 30 for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but I always said that not before I'm 30, but by kind of 30th birthday that year. But yeah, you know, that very, very nice um, 70.3 coming up in December. I'll keep planting that seed down under. <laughs> Your we girlfriend might, we might kill me. A, so I'll be in Australia um, when Rachel is going for... Are they world championships, Rachel? No, but you can qualify. I'm just doing a 70.3, but um, this could be... I wonder is no, this isn't even the Australian. Um, you know, different 70.3 or different championships, whether it's Australian champs or European champs. But yeah, you can qualify for other champs through them all. But no, this is just a first one, test the waters, see how it goes. 
Well, in Australia uh, at the time that this event is going on and Rachel keeps trying to plant a seed there. I don't know what she wants to do, either go and support or or actually take part, but um, yeah. Because we'll they're the other side of the country and Eric's girlfriend keeps saying they're not coming to Perth. Uh, and I keep saying, look at this beautiful race that's on. Uh-huh. You think I can convince them, Sean? Well, there's not many chances you get to go to Australia and do a 70.3 Ironman. It's not like, ah, what do I do this weekend? I get to bust step. So, so take her side. I <laughs> before your lips start moving. Like, oh. There's not many chances you get to do something along those lines. Like that's, I mean, hey, look, we've talked about better before in Ireland. It's very hard to do a 70.3. Sometimes you're down a cork, you get down the day, <coughs> and the waves are too high, and it just doesn't go ahead. Dunleary doesn't go ahead at all anymore now. So it's very hard in this country to do it. Whereas you're in another country, you're in a warmer country, you know, you're, you're a seen family over there and you get to do, to, to do an event like that with them. That's a lifetime experience right there that I know I couldn't pass up on if I was able to swim. I'm yeah, but you can't, so shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we're both dead if um, if Katie ever decides to listen to the podcast, Sean, we're both dead. Well, look, that, I might just have to label the, the podcast with, with, with Katie's name on or something because that happened to me a couple weeks ago when, when we talked about <laughs> spouse and all of a sudden Neve listened to her, her very first ever episode of the End of Given Monday podcast and she had questions. <laughs> I thought it was uh, absolutely brilliant. Actually, we were in London last weekend and uh, myself and Neve ended up in a fine establishment after a couple of beers um, eating chicken burgers. Um, but she brought up the podcast. About, <laughs> Here you. What do you mean I could go cycling with you? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dirt really came out in the washer. Uh, uh, sounds like Neva, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we we did touch that in the following episode. She wasn't a big fan of um of saying, "Oh, you can bring your half and make it an, uh, an event out of uh." The, the, the holiday, whatever, but it's like, no, nah, it's all about the event and afterwards you get a bit of a holiday, but we, we've, we've touched on that before. Yeah, yeah and I think so. Eric, if Eric turns his trip to Australia into an event trip, because the race would be the last weekend of their trip. Right. Yes, that now, kind of changes that. We, we have to bear in mind the reason I'm going is because I haven't seen my brother or his kids in five years, so... um. Have, has your brother or his kids seen the other side of Australia? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Listen, you never know. There's a lot of there's a lot of time between now and then. And look, it is a goal that I think is achievable, uh, especially after a marathon. I'll just be off the marathon, and it'll be two weeks later. We're flying out, and I'll have just done the Mizzen's Manon cycle as well. So the cycling and, and running fitness is definitely there for a seven point three. And then if I can add in swims. I think yes, physically yes, absolutely. I probably could just show up, you know, and uh, just keep the running up as I'm on the holidays, and then see what happens. Um, but uh, logistically, I'd need bikes. I'd need everything. So, no. We wrap up, I suppose, put a bow in this episode of the podcast. Looking back on your training, everything you did leading up to what would have been your Ironman uh, in August. Is there anything you feel like, oh, I could have done this, I could have done that, or it's just a case of life got in the way? There was just too many things thrown at me going off on holidays and everything else. Not to put words in your mouth and, and, and getting sick before Glendalock. Is there anything, apart from maybe you shouldn't have done Glendalock, that you could have done or could have reassessed or, 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 or could have gave yourself more time somehow, or you're looking at things differently than you looked at a 
four, five, six weeks ago or even months ago? Yeah, I think um, I kind of waited until February. I enjoyed January. Um, and I was like, well, look, I don't want to crack into it. I was just doing the odd run here and there and, and the odd little bit of, of gym training. But come end of February, I really cracked into the training. Had I started in December and given myself a better base, maybe I could have managed a little bit more. Um, but then I think I underestimated the life element. Uh, I think I was so I was living in the Eric of I just live on a basin of nothing else in my life other than training. So uh, yeah, look, it's I underestimated um, the time that was going to be taken between work and and other stuff that just came up, you know. So um, yeah, I think as a, if I build slower, I, I think I was going for the twenty weeks you know, or 24 weeks, get it done, another box ticked, what's next? But it was all based around me just doing the event and not really worrying about everything else. But I think if I was to go back differently, I probably would have started in October for a slow build and just kind of kept that momentum so that by the time it got to when it got really busy, you know yourself that you can kind of make up your training to keep yourself at the same level. Um, And it doesn't take that much effort, but it takes a hell of a lot more effort to get yourself to that level in a hurry so yeah i think i think the slow build if anyone out there is uh, unsure of whether life is going to get in the way or not definitely aim for a longer period of not intense training but that modular kind of training that we're talking about you know staying probably 10 mile fit over christmas uh with a 50k cycle you know like that mm. if, if you are planning to just maintain that little bit of fitness you know and the routine of Saturday morning cycles, Sunday mornings runs. If I had done that over the Christmas period, but I did enjoy my Christmas. I took the Christmas off um, because that's what I usually do because I'm usually well able to start back in January then building for the next thing. But yeah, no, if I could change anything, probably would have started a bit earlier just to ride out the storms as it gets closer to the race. Um, but apart from that, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I really could have stopped anything. I couldn't. Getting sick was not planned and then Glendalock should have taken Rachel's approach and just went for a walk for a mile and not did the event and just cheered you on um, because that could have been me starting training a week later you know so yeah that's it yeah that would be looking back and start a bit earlier and I think I take that approach as well I always try and do something so I always have some level of fitness that you know doesn't matter what time of the year it is I always like to have some sort of base level of fitness. So then if an event comes up, it's not a massive thing. I don't need to get up to base level and then start building. I'm already at base level. So then I can add to it. And it just makes it easier mentally as well. You're not starting from nothing. Yeah, that sounds fast. I've got nothing else to add in that episode. Unless you got anything else to add to this week's episode of the Any Given Monday podcast? No, no I think no. we're going. Okay. Yeah, get better soon, Rachel. And that is your Monday motivation from the three of us, from Sean, Eric, and Rachel. That's it for this week's episode of the podcast. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.